What's going on, soccer fans, and welcome to the number one soccer-specific podcast in Northern California, the Sacktown FC Podcast, sponsored by Roughneck Scarves. Check them out at roughneckscarves.com and raise your game today. My name is John, and as usual, I'm joined by my co-host, Luis. Luis, how, uh, how, are, how is everything after a uh, wonderful 3-1 thrashing of the Tacoma Defiance uh, just, this, just last night? Everything is uh, really good. I am really happy from, you know, seeing our Republic play well. I think they had their uh, best game of the season last night and also Cruz Azul won yesterday too, uh, 3-2. So had, you know, a, a really good overall day and can't complain about that and, and really happy, you know, with both teams and, and their performance last night too. So uh, here's hoping that they keep playing that way. So I see two championship teams this year, hopefully. Calm down a little bit there about that uh, two championship <laughs> teams. We, there's, there's a lot of soccer left to be played. You know, they've got a long way to go, and the Republic still have uh, eight games left that they have to uh, in, the, in the regular season in order to get up in the group. So we'll see. You know, Reno has that game in hand. We're level with 15 points each, but uh, Reno's got one less game. We do have one extra game that we have to play against Orange County. But in the meantime, we're, we're stuck tied with uh, the, the uh, team that we should never speak of up in uh, up 80. Yeah. The, that, that one, one team. <laughs> so this podcast is powered by reboot. Reboot is a nonprofit organization whose sole purpose is to help more kids play soccer while creating opportunities to practice generosity, empathy, and leadership. Check them out today at Reboot.Soccer, where you can find out more ways to be a part of the program and help reboot your community today. If you're trying to look them up on social media, you can find them at You Can Reboot on Twitter and Instagram, and also on their website at Reboot.Soccer. So please check them out today and learn more about them. Also, wanted to uh, remind you guys, if uh, you guys want to check out our official supporters group, The Squadron, you'll find that on our website and also on patreon.com slash sacktownfc. Check that out. There's a lot of really great perks that you can get from joining that. And it also helps support our podcast. If uh, you would prefer to do a one-time donation, we do have a tip jar. Look out for the link there on our podcast notes. Uh, shout out to Scott Wagner, actually, who recently donated to that tip jar. Uh, thank you very much, Scott. And uh, we really appreciate that. So please check that out. And uh, thank you to everyone who has helped us in supporting our podcast and our online shows on social media. Today, we're going to take a look back at last night's 3-1 win over the Tacoma Defiance. Hey, guess what? We actually kept the lead this time. And we didn't give up goals. Uh, late in the match to uh, draw. So second time out, we scored three goals against Tacoma. Second time, uh, Formella has uh, scored a brace. The first time he's ever scored a brace in his uh, Sacramento career came up uh, against Tacoma the last time out, and he did it again last night, which is great. Also, Cam Awasa scoring his uh, 50th league, USL league goal, which is a, a great feet for him um something that he could uh cherish and hold tight and dear doing it for his hometown team and 
you know, it goes back to uh, the unselfish play of one podcast magic, uh, William Bijev, who, who just kind of put it on a platter for him. All he had to do is put it in the net and made it look really easy. So, uh, you know, before we get started, let's uh, get into some of the press conference post-match from Coach Cam and Formella. It was a it's a really pleasing performance. Obviously, three games in seven days is difficult for anybody, and then you add in the the heat of today and and the weather. It's an element that we you know we we've had to handle. And I thought the boys, especially in the first half, we moved the ball how I would like the ball to be moved. We moved it at speed. We played between lines, and we got our attacking players one v one when we needed to. So overall, it was a it was a pleasing ninety minutes. Um, and there's a lot of positives to take from it. I think I said earlier in the week, Cameron's going to get his 50th and Cameron's going to go on and score another 50, uh, hopefully for us. So I think you'll have to ask the question to him if he has had an extra weight on his shoulders. Uh, to me, I don't think he's had that weight on his shoulders. I thought he was absolutely brilliant Wednesday night for us in Reno. And then I thought he was very good tonight and he got his 50th. Um, so you'll have to ask him if he's had a weight, extra weight on his shoulders, but I, I, don't, I don't think so. Um, I think the goals will come um, regardless of whether it's 50, 51, 52. The goals are still going to come for him. Uh, that's the level of his ability and that's what he has in his locker. So um, I, I don't see it as a weight on his shoulders, to be honest. About the first goal was uh, Cameron has a good situation and the defender blocked him. And uh, the ball was just on my foot, so it was simple and uh, just to hit the target. And the second one was a very good cross from Belmar. And then uh, I screamed to Cameron to leave the ball. I made good first touch and then finished in the near post. So, I mean, first of all, this was a, a huge week for us, obviously. Three games in eight days, all of them within our little uh, division and, um, you know, having two of them on the road, getting to finish up here, um, absolute grind of a week for us. It was pretty brutal, to be honest. Um, I know every guy in the locker room is pretty, pretty dang tired right now. But um, at the end of the week, to sit back and get nine from nine and, um, you know, put ourselves in a good, to- uh, good place to be at the top of the division, um, did everything we wanted tonight, uh, came out. It was a bit of a slow start, but once we got rolling in the first half, we were able to put three goals up, um, three in, in my opinion, very good team goals, which you love to see. Um, and then, you know, to be honest, in the second half, we were pretty gassed and just kind of held on and uh, were able to grind out the three points. Even prior to the restart, um, just, and just in general, whenever we play, we're a team that has a target on our back. Um, I think given the, the fact that we've been pretty consistent, uh, never missed the playoffs, we're, we're a team that people, um, you know, circle on their calendars and they look forward to playing and they're going to bring it. So um, that demands more out of us, but I think we're definitely up to the challenge. Uh, to be honest, like, you know, the whole number 50 thing, like it's, it's obviously a big accomplishment, but it's, it's not something that's honestly that important to me. Um, like I said, the, the goal of this week was for us to get, get nine points. And that's, that's what I'm buzzing about right now. Um, like obviously, it's an honor to to have you know have that accomplishment, but uh, for me personally, I, I don't see that as as too big of a deal. And we're back. Uh, thank you to the Republic for uh, 
letting us share with you there uh, some uh, of what was said in the press conference. Uh, interesting things uh, said. Uh, we are going to play here a little bit later on uh, something else, uh, something that actually I asked the coach during this press conference that we've been talking about in the previous podcast. But man, I, I mean, I, I think it's it's great that we see a different mentality. You know, we we heard it right now with the the reactions of you know coach and and the players and. It's great. We saw that mentality in the pitch as well. Uh, like you were saying, John, we were able to keep a lead, which I do have to say, if you guys uh, go back to the previous podcast, I actually got the prediction right. And uh, I said we would do a 3-1 and we would actually keep the lead this time. And it actually did happen. Um, but yeah, no, you, you know, overall, I saw a much different side. The mentality was much different. The team played I think like never before the season at least I would probably categorize this as probably the the best match of the season because you know not only did they keep the lead too but we saw a lot of opportunities where the team worked well as a team there was no one person defines everything I don't pass the ball and in this up in this particular game I saw a lot of examples where we saw the team actually do that and Best example, I've said it on Twitter, I've said it on Facebook already, uh, our podcast magic, Billion Bijev, giving that assist to Cameron, which helped him get that 50th goal in 100 uh, caps. Something really great, something that I hope we keep seeing during this season, because if we see more of this, I think we are going to continue seeing this team, and we are going to definitely have uh, much different matches than than we did in in previous games and and who doesn't like a team that plays as a team you see a lot of examples out there of winning championship teams that have played as a team and have that uh, teamwork in them if not you know we could look at the barcelona a couple of years ago to look at the one from last a uh, couple of days ago uh, that was a bad example but you can look at the one that won pretty much everything in europe they had really good teamwork. They had really good connection amongst players. And I think once you have that, once you have that established, then you're solid. You got a really good, solid team. And and hopefully, you know, we see uh, Bijev and Cameron become more of that duel. And it's going to be great. You know, these two players are players that have been with the team for so long now. At this point, they are very well familiar with themselves. And if they start forming that connection, then there's a lot of good things uh, to come. And I would also say with uh, Bijev, I don't know about you, John, but I noticed that his speed has gone drastically up. He seemed like he was really quick, especially in that play of the goal. And it's awesome. It's great to see fast players out on the pitch. And our Bijev is, is proving to you know, be faster. I don't know. I think we need to get him on and ask uh, if it was his speed or the ball that was played and the opportunity that that presented itself. But that was really the first time in a, you know this year. I think we've seen that hunger and that drive from the from the team. You know they were they were playing at a different level that uh, I hadn't seen for some time uh, this year. You know we've always seen games where there's been a little bit of a letdown at a moment. We had that little letdown uh, on the goal that was scored by Tacoma, but you'll normally see that more often with them. 
in, in matches. And within this match itself, we really didn't see the letdown. It was, you know, they still kept pushing. They still kept attacking. There was pressing. They, I think that was the most complete game that I have seen from uh, the Republic again, this, this year for them. And I hope that this continues a little thought, you know, for instance is we're still not hitting those shots on target. We only had four shots on target last night. We scored three goals, right? We had 18 shots. So we're still, we're still missing those, those points. I would rather see, you know, less shots total. If I could see more shots on goal, I'd rather see that percentage and, and kind of that breakdown. So hopefully they, they start to clean that up a little bit more after scoring three goals last night. We're still tied, right? Like I said earlier, uh, we're tied with Reno at 15 points and that kind of presents a, a challenge. But anytime you can score, we, you know, Formella in the 14th minute got an early goal. Um, oh, Cam got his goal in the 33rd minute from that assist from Villian. And then Belmar, you know, essentially setting one on the platter for, uh, for Formella in the 41st minute. There's a lot of good things coming and it's looking, it's starting to click. And I hope that it will continue to click for the rest of this campaign. Eight games left, uh, six at home. You know, I think it's five at home now. I'm not 100% sure, but yeah, you know, there's five. Okay. So, you know, eight games left, five of those at home, one against Orange County who just lost one of their most dynamic players. And, and, you know, Seth, hopefully he recovers that talking to him. He seems like he'll be, he'll be okay. Ready to play um, the next match, but that's his mentality, right? He wants to play no matter what you could have, two three broken toes and he's still going to be out there playing giving it his best and he's looked pretty dynamic lately too so you know orange county presents a problem for us uh the rest of our group i mean look we've we've beaten portland we've beaten tacoma we drew with them as well we got portland again saturday on the 22nd and then we go back to their place for another game so you you've got a chance to take uh six points in two games They've taken nine points from their last three. They're perfect in the last three. Can you think about and imagine what it would be like to have 15 points um, consecutive or just drawing and pulling points? You can collect 15 points here really quick. You just have to win two more games and you're kind of separating yourself. 538, that statistics group that we use has started to, to see that and they're making a note. So, you know, hey, we're, we're on the up and up and that's all that matters. Keep your heads up, get some swagger from that three, one win and, you know, create kind of a, a little bit of a mojo. Yeah. In fact, I would say if you win those two games, an extra six points, you can almost say you're in the playoffs too. If you know, the right results combine and Tacoma loses uh, the next uh, three games and, you know, we are tight in games, then you are pretty much going to get to that point where, you could practically say we're in the playoffs just because of how far you are from, from Tacoma. And that, that would be amazing, right? Being able to qualify early on and, and be able to just, you know, have Reno in front of you and, you know, try and uh, fight for that first spot. You know, John, you, you were saying that we had four shots on target and, you know, we scored three goals in this game. We had overall 18 shots. That speaks magnitudes to this team. And it says so much that if we get a shot on target, there's a high likelihood 
that we can actually finish that and get a goal. And I think that should make us feel good because if we get more shots on target, if we're able to score more, we're going to be able to have more matches like this one. And it's awesome, you know, to be able to to have more matches like this where we can actually keep getting those three points, be that much closer to that qualification to playoffs and basically just focus on making sure that you beat Reno, you know, and, and you get that first spot. And it's going to become critical, especially if you do make it to the playoffs, because we are going to need to finish those opportunities in the playoffs, especially, you know, because we will probably get Phoenix or maybe Orange County in the playoffs. And you want to make sure you you finish those those games off and don't let them or don't let any uh, opportunities slip from your end. Well, I get that. The The problem is you still had 10 of those shots that were off target. So you're still taking shots. You're taking chances, right? The one thing that stood out to me about last night was the duels won, the percentage of duels won, right? We won 60% of the duels last night, which means that we were first to the ball. We were aggressive. That is, that is a, a big change from the previous games where it's been, you know, 50, 50, 52%. And, you know, that was without possession. We had 47% of the possession. So we were very, you know, very much about winning everything and, and first the ball, which is great. And that's another thing that I think coach has really been, been, you know, wanting from his team, preaching to the guys in training is, hey, we got to win the balls. We have to be physical. We have to want that ball before the other team. He stated that in previous press conferences that he wants to see more of a drive, a hunger for the guys to, to get the ball back. So. This was a this was a complete game. This was the most complete game. Yeah, definitely. Another uh, point I want to make, and it's something I've mentioned in the last uh, couple of pods, uh, substitutions. Shout out to the coach. He did four subs again in a match that I said it at halftime. Yes, we're winning 3-0, but you might want to actually add some subs we don't know how this team is going to come out. This team might, you know, try and pull another comeback, which we did see. In fact, that at the beginning of the second half, Tacoma was real different. Right at the first minute, they had an opportunity. Uh, luckily, it was an offside goal. But, you know, they, they were really showing us that they could pull another comeback. And when they scored that first goal, I thought, you know, you, you start getting those... Uh, thoughts of that last game where they managed to, to pull off the tie. And so really great to see that, you know, he, he did do the subs. He understood that he had to do them because, you know, previously he hadn't done them and we, we had been uh, struggling there a little bit, you know, not having that, you know, extra energy from the subs and, and how, you know, just even one player coming in as a sub can change a lot of things. And, you know, I'm glad that he put in um, Werner I would actually call him my super sub of the match. He had so many opportunities. He uh, showed us moments of that Werner that made him so great in the past. Uh, just, you know, running up and down the wing, having all these amazing plays. Uh, unfortunately, wasn't able to finish any of them too and had some shots that weren't too far off. You know, they, they could have almost been on target. And had they been on target, this match could have probably been easily... 5-1. Uh, I have no doubt about that. And 
And I think it's it's awesome to see Werner at this level and coming in as a sub like this. It's going to be really helpful. And in fact, uh, I was saying it uh, yesterday too, but I would probably keep uh, Sam in the sub and the bench currently because he brings a lot to the table when he subbed in, whether it's a match that, you know, you need to make sure, you know, you amplify the score, just change the course of the game. He'll be there. And yeah, I think, you know, you get more of these opportunities and eventually, yeah, let's get him back on the starting 11. But I think he's working out as a sub. And there are some players that you kind of want them more as a sub, you know, you want them to change the game to have in a sense that like secret weapon, you know, that you could pull in a match if you need it. And that can actually change, you know, the course of a, of a match. And I think that was him too. And and so I would say out of all the subs that came in, he's the one that made the most difference. We noticed that in a match, Tacoma started out really good. You know, it looked like, you know, they had more opportunities there at the beginning of the second half. And then as the second half progressed and he came in, I don't recall seeing much opportunities from their side. And, and he really helped bring back the game to where it was in the first half. And, and I think I, I really enjoyed that. I'm sure everyone enjoyed that. Yeah, I think if Sam can continue to, uh, to come off the bench, he does bring a different aspect to the game with his ability to, to go one v one with players run at them as opposed to away from them, you know, put him in a position to be more successful, right? You get tired legs on the defense. So it gives the, gives Sam a, a better go and a better chance to score and ice games. And he has the pace. He has the ability. We've seen him do it before. So hopefully uh coach understands that. And, you know, I don't want him to think that it's a bad thing to be on the bench. I want him to understand that this is an opportunity for him to succeed and be, um, a support for this club and, and help it, you know, towards the playoffs. And if an injury does happen to one of those guys is he, you know, he has the ability to, to jump in and, and contribute because that's what he does. He's able to contribute. So hopefully uh, he can do a good job going forward and, and come off the bench. Yeah. And, and another note on the subs, uh, something uh, I think, worthwhile of of uh seeing that coaches is, is doing too which i think is good and i think he may have learned from the past but two of our uh starting 11 players that you know came out of, of the match were uh two players uh belmar mccrary who had a yellow card coach didn't want to risk that double yellow card and i think he learned a lot from that you know mistake that matt did against uh, t2 and getting that double yellow and also from the Sarges pulling off a yellow in the last match and not risking, you know, that double yellow as well. So I think that's good. I'm not saying every time someone gets a yellow card, sub them out right away, but you do have to understand, you know, that game is more intense. At the same time, you do get more subs. We have to uh, always remember that we get up to five subs now. And if you have a player that gets a yellow card, then you might want to sub them out, you know, maybe 15, 20 minutes after they pull that yellow card or really depending on on when that happens. But it's good to see him do that. I'm glad he did the subs. I'm glad he did the right subs again. And uh, hopefully, you know, we keep seeing that because it's working out for him. And, and I think coach is realizing that the more subs he does, 
a more dynamic of a team he has. Whereas previously, he didn't do that much subs, uh, you know, against uh, San Diego, against Timbers too. And the match wasn't all that great, you know? Like, the, the, you didn't really see that anything really different, and understandably so. I mean, you're still having the same starting 11. You're not switching anything on the team. You can't really expect uh, anything different if you are still working with the same team. So glad to see that. I think we're going to have different matches if he continues uh, with his uh, sub rotation and continues to do at least uh, three or four subs. And I think we we should be uh, good on, on that end. Yeah, let's just hope that it continues. You know, they seem to have gotten a little bit of uh, momentum going forward. You know, again, three matches, nine points. You've beaten Reno, you've beaten Portland, you've beaten Tacoma. So it's just a matter of continuing that. You sit tied on first uh, with Reno. Your percentages have have improved. Your strength and your team has improved. Everybody's kind of figuring out what it tastes like to win and what it takes to win. So hopefully they can continue to do so and do so convincingly. Again, we have Portland uh, back-to-back matches. This Saturday, the 22nd, game will be broadcast on My58, Estrella TV, and ESPN+. I believe it's the same start time, 8 p.m., if I'm not mistaken. Uh, but 8 p.m. on Estrella, My58, or ESPN Plus for that game against Portland Timbers 2 on Saturday, August 22nd. So make sure you have it open. Uh, interesting conversation, though, Luis. Uh, after the match, post-match, you were able to talk to Coach a little bit uh, in the press conference, and we had talked a little bit about Grinwis being out the rest of the year and what the potential is for that. So let's hear what coach had to say regarding Luis's question of what's going to be the result of a second goalkeeper now with uh, Adam uh, out indefinitely. Hi coach. Uh, Congratulations again on the win as well. Um, I had a question on on the goalkeepers. We recently found out that Adam Greenwood will be out all season. Uh, Is it in your plans to have Diego Ramos as our second goalkeeper or are you looking to possibly get um, like another experienced goalkeeper for for that second role? Yeah, we we we're discussing that internally. Rafa's Rafa's done really well, and Rafa Rafa's the number one right now, and Rafa will be the number one whether we bring somebody in or we don't. Um, I think that's important to put out there. Um, but you're obviously we have to look at alternatives, and we have to look at bringing bringing somebody in uh, who can possibly, you know, be the backup for Rafa in case Rafa gets injured or you never know what we have to face. So, yes, we're looking and we're communicating with a few clubs to see if there's anything out there that we can do. Um, but right now there's nothing out there. So we've just got to just got to keep looking. And for now, Diego will be the backup goalkeeper. So interesting uh, answer there by uh, Coach John. Uh, it's basically what we were supposing, you know, that the team would be looking for a second goalkeeper because you can't, you know, just uh, depend on Diego Ramos stepping up to that first role so quick. And in fact, it is probably not good for his development as a goalkeeper to step into that role under pressure, uh, especially, you know, as as we deal with uh, the last couple of games here in the regular season or you know, worst off if it happens in the playoffs, which that, that could that could be way, way too much pressure for him. And it, it's great that at the same time, you know, he is still giving him that confidence to still be the second goalkeeper. 
and of course, giving the confidence to Rafa Diaz as being the number one, even if someone else does come in, which is great. You know, you don't want to bring someone else and then have your number one out be your number two again when you know that someone else has not proven themselves yet. And so it's it's good to see that they are doing that. And I think it'll be only a matter of probably a week, two weeks for us to maybe find out who that might be. And uh, we said in the previous podcast, we're just hoping it's someone that comes to us with experience already that has actually been active within the last year. Hopefully has gotten maybe 15, 20 matches at least. And, and hopefully that, that happens. Uh, but I don't know, it's not looking like it's going to be Dom, right? <laughs> you never know. I mean, you've got Dom who's ready to go. he make a valuable backup. He could even contend for that starting position. I think Diaz has done a, a wonderful job um, to hold on to that first, uh, that first position as the goalie, the uh, number one. So, you know, you got to get somebody in here who can you know, keep Diaz on his toes, maybe even teach Diaz something. He spent a lot of time with Dom and they've gone back and forth and they're still seems like good friends uh, from the conversations that I've heard. And from, you know, talking to Dom about Diaz, I don't know. Do you, do you pull in somebody who's going to be able to handle the role of a number two, or do you bring in somebody who can, who can fill the fill in as the number one? That's the question I have, because if that's the case, you know, and you're going to MLS and you want somebody who's proven to, to play um, at the higher echelon of, of games, I don't know how thick your your piggy bank is or how much money you have in that piggy bank, but Joe Hart comes to mind. And, you know, he's looking for a team. He has said in the past that he'd be open to America. Well, would you be open to uh, coming to USL? Would you be open to that opportunity to come play in Sacramento with the chance to play in the MLS? You know, he's got a lot to offer still. I don't see why it wouldn't be a bad thing to bring him in as the number two and see, hey, he's got the experience. He's played na- He's played for the English national team, for, for gosh sake. So, you know, they call this the, the freewheeling thought, but I would love to see uh, Joe Hart, even though he played for Man City and Man, Man United's losing right now in, in the semifinal to uh, Sevilla, but uh, I would love to see Joe Hart in uh, Sacramento uh, playing uh, between the posts. Yeah, I mean, that that would be amazing if we were able to to get him. He is currently a free agent, though, so, you know, it's not like you have to deal with the transfer fee with another club, and that's basically what they have to do. You know, just scout out, see which goalkeeper is uh, currently with the free agent status, and then from there on, you know, find out, you know, which one uh, it'll work out with, you know, and which one has had uh, more game experience within the last year, of course. But hopefully, hopefully so. I mean, it, it is true you should also be thinking about that number one role. You can't just get a goalkeeper and, and just uh, expect them to be number two always. And if it is a goalkeeper that has been active, it, it is going to be difficult to find one that will accept that number two role. But... I think in this particular situation, they understandably so, they are going to have to accept that number two role for the meantime. 
And and it's like you said, it's just a matter of who is willing to do that. Understanding that, you know, we are going to be in MLS a couple of years. So the wait might be for a couple of years, but I think it's one of those things where if you're able to establish yourself as a good goalkeeper and, you know, you're able to, you know, please, you know, the front office and they see you as a really valuable asset, then there's a good chance you might make it to that MLS team because you are going to be a goalkeeper that has already proven themselves with the team in the USL. And I wouldn't see the team, you know, going out and trying to buy another goalkeeper for MLS when you already have one that is good enough to be an MLS. So that's basically, I think, how they should look at it. Whoever uh, is deciding whether or not to to come in the Republic, to, you know, be in that role because, you know, you are potentially, you could, I mean, you could potentially be, you know, like a, a name here. You can make a name for yourself if you don't really have a name just yet. And it could work out. And th- there are a bunch of goalkeepers out there that I, I don't think they would say no to that opportunity, even if they have to be in the bench for for a little bit. Because let's consider injuries could happen again and they could step up to that role. And even if they don't happen, in the event that Rafa starts to slip up, maybe starts to have more mistakes again over like three games, four games, then it's your opportunity. And so. We'll see who they end up getting. All I ask is that hopefully we don't get another goalkeeper that wasn't as active like Grinwis was in the past clubs because we learned already from the beginning of the season. If you are not that active, you're going to have mistakes. Unfortunately, it happened to Adam, but it's something they need to take into consideration because you don't want those same mistakes happening again. Those mistakes cost points, and points could be really fundamental at the end of the season. And it's you know it's ultimately what determines whether you're first or second. And if it's because your goalkeeper had some mistakes here and there, it really affects your your playoff destiny and and where that ends up. You know whether it ends up first round or in the championship with that trophy. So, and especially considering that playoff time, you have more intense matches, you have pen- possible penalty kicks, you want to have a reliable goalkeeper. And if you have one that can stop penalty kicks, then you're gold. I'm still saying bring in Joe Hart for a trial. doesn't hurt. Bring him in, see if he has it. If he does, you know, give him the opportunity to, to compete, right, for that number one. So, I don't know. I, I'll stick on that Joe Hart idea. I think it's a I think it's a great idea um, to give him a shot, see if it works. I mean, we've done it in the past with players uh, from England to give them an opportunity to either A, get their legs back or try to make the USL their thing. Hasn't worked out in the past, but maybe this one time is going to be different. I just, I don't know. We'll see. I guess the only thing that makes me think about Joe Hart is how much he would expect to earn salary-wise because I feel like he's probably been on a, high salary, right? Even being with Burnley last season? Yeah, he's been on a high salary, but at the same time, it's like you're going to America, you're playing tier two, essentially playing in, like playing in the English championship. So, you know, you, you come here and you 
you earn your money, right? You, you play hard, you show what you're capable of at the, you know, age at which he is, you, you work a little bit hard, harder to uh, maintain that. So we'll see. We'll see. Um, but I thought it was interesting. So again, this Saturday, August 22nd, Portland Timbers two comes to town at 8 PM. That game can be viewed on my 58 Estrella TV and ESPN plus again, a special thanks to coach for taking the time to answer the question that was thrown at him regarding the second, uh, what's going to happen with the second goalkeeper. Because I, I, I don't know if Ramos is ready. I think he still needs to, he's still got a little learning to do. It'd be nice to learn from somebody like Diaz and potentially uh, another goalkeeper that they bring in here soon. So, um, Luis, there was a, an announcement made this last week from our partner, the California Storm. You want to give some details about that? Yeah, John, they uh, introduced their uh, new kits. Really amazing kits, you know, as we've been. Uh, talking about here over the past couple of days and you guys want to purchase those kits you can actually go on their website calstormsoccer.com or you can also go on combatsoccer.com that's uh, combat with a k and you guys could uh, purchase them there you could if you're in the sacramento area you can actually uh, pick it up and save on on that shipping the shipping costs about ten dollars so you could save on that if you're not in the area then uh, go ahead and uh, pay for shipping there and uh, have it delivered to your home. They currently have a, a couple of like warm up uh, sweaters, sweatshirts, uh, jackets, and also their uh, two jerseys, uh, player jerseys, home and away. Uh, we're not too sure yet if they're going to have the goalkeeper jerseys yet. John, uh, I don't know if you have more info on that. Right now, no. What's available, what they're selling is what they have online. Uh, but there's always, you never know what will happen, right? Things could change. People could, uh, want that, uh, Talbert or Fangold, uh, Jersey and sport that at games. I know we've had, uh, a Williamson sold lately. Uh, you got yours with your last name on it, I believe. Yeah. So yeah, there's uh jerseys are being sold. We're, we're excited. And, uh, you know, it's, I can't wait for their season to kick off and, and then have the opportunity to take the field in these nice kits. Yeah, so so check them out. They are priced really reasonably, $40. If you want to customize, it's $9 with name and number, or you could even just choose name and number and half of the cost. So check that out. It's going to be really amazing. These are actually the first California Storms to ever be sold. Uh, for So it's it's something pretty incredible, you know, to to see them, you know, Having a great sponsor like Puma uh, allow them, you know, this opportunity to sell merchandise. We all can't wait till their first game of the season to to be able to wear this jersey or any of the other uh, merchandise that's available there to the game and be able to support them. Also, UC Davis Health, Street Soccer USA Sacramento is on the sleeve. And so there's some great uh, partnerships that are being developed there with California Storm. Can't wait. Again, I can't wait for them to get on the field and, you know, show what they've got. Those blue kits are nice. That's great. But you got to play it too. So hopefully uh, we can get some games here in the near future. But, uh, you know, on a side note, as it relates to women, you could also check out our cup of tea, uh, the live show every Monday night at 630. Uh, myself um, and Liz 
break down kind of everything going on in the world of soccer as it relates to uh, WOSO or women's soccer. So check us out online on Twitter or Facebook um, at Our Cup of Tea on Twitter and through the Sacktown FC Network on Facebook. You could also check out Passion and Mekis, which will take place Wednesday night live at 6 p.m. Also on Facebook and on the Passion and Mekis Twitter feed. You can get it there um, and stream that show as well. And we do take live commentary or questions. So if you have questions or comments, please make sure you uh, send them our way. We'll, we'll get them answered or po- possibly discuss what's going on uh, there. We have a website, sacktownfc.com where you can check out everything from being a part of the Patreon that Luis talked about earlier in the show, as well as our soccer pulse columns from Becca and Seth talking about uh, women's soccer right now, but they will have some uh, new material coming up here soon, shortly, hopefully. Uh, we've got a couple things in, up the sleeve. So check us out at sacktownfc.com. And then, as I'd stated at the beginning of the show, roughneckscarves.com has the uh, awesome summer scarf that is for the show for Sacktown, um, the Sacktown FC podcast. So go ahead, pick one up. Cost is about $25, $24.99. Comes with free shipping and a scarf hanger. So check that out at roughneckscarves.com. There's a link in our uh, website that will send you directly to that. So check it out. So that's all we have for today's episode. Uh, Special thanks to everyone who listens to us. All this amazing community of people that take the time out of their day to join us, to listen to us every week. You know, we started this originally just as a hobby to talk about Sacramento Republic and anything going on Sacramento soccer scene, you know, with the goal to be able to give people more coverage of their favorite soccer teams here in the area. And, you know, eventually we found ourselves growing to talk about everything in soccer. And, of course, we could not have done all this without all the amazing support from each and every one of you that listens to us, that uh, views our shows live on Facebook, Twitter, and YouTube. And to that, we say thank you again and have a great day or night, everyone. Cheers, everybody. Have a good rest of the day.